Hello, listener. I am the neighborhood's Adrian Lozano. And... It's ain't a friendly neighborhood. Anyway, uh, today I wanted to cover uh, five uh, podcasts you should check out when you're not checking out mine. Why would you want to recommend something that is not yours? You would say it to yourself out loud, maybe, around other people. Well, I'll tell you why. Because if you like this stuff, then you'll get a better idea of what I am trying to expose to you, the listener. So, listener, um, take some tizime out of your dizzy and um, check these out. Because we've got the rest of our lives, people, and who knows how long that's going to be. So, when it's quiet, fill it with, you know, people talking. (laughs) Um, Okay, so uh, This is no particular order These uh, five tend to interchange For my favorites Um, Coming in at number one Is the podcast that popped my cherry Back in 2015 uh, uh, August 29th, 2015 Back in the day That is when I went to the San Antonio show at the Majestic featuring Hollywood Babylon. Hollywood Babylon with Ralph Garman and Kevin Smythe. Um, I'm a big, big Ralph Garman fan now more so after getting the exposure to the podcast. And it was my very first Hollywood Babylon. My cherry was popped that night. It was not as painful as I thought it would be. Anyway, I, um, I just really enjoyed... Uh, Kevin Smith and my mother actually was the one that gave me the gift of the ticket over there in the mezzanine area, or as we say here, the mezzanine area. It was uh, an awesome show, and I literally had no exposure to it beforehand, so it was an awesome treat to see this thing turn into something insane. Um, I later went back and... Started off on uh, this kind of epic role of listening to every single episode they did to catch up. And um, they're all great. Those those first early episodes, like the early episodes when they're at the um, the place that Kevin Smith's uh, renting, the Smod Castle. Um, it's very good. It's 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 good. Oh, really? You don't think so? Well, my cat seems to disagree with me. But I like the old Smod Castle stuff. And um, he just walked away now because he doesn't care. Anyway, uh, it's uh, it's Ralph Garman that's the lifeblood of that show. Kevin Smith is just along for the ride. But it was, if it wasn't for Kevin Smith, the other two podcasts that I'm going to mention later... Um, or in his wheelhouse, but again, he does very little to contribute to these, even though he got them started, essentially. Um, because the real talent's around him. The talent's sitting next to him in all these shows, and I'm not knocking the guy. I really am a big Kevin Smith fan. Tusk is an awesome movie. It's one of my favorite Kevin Smith movies, if not becoming my favorite the more I watch it. It's um, It's interesting 
how he puts that movie down, but yet at the same time, you know, says he loves it. And I guess that's the way all creators are, you know. Oh, they're not all like that? Well, we seem to have a disagreement going here, but it's okay. I um, am much bigger than him, so I'll win this argument. But uh, aside from that, uh, Hollywood Babylon is without a doubt the best way for you to see some Ralph Garman. Um, because other than that, you got to pay for Ralph Garman now. He doesn't come cheap, ladies and gentlemen. He does not come cheap. But, um, I am so distracted with my cat right now. He is literally writing a novel, ladies and gentlemen. He, you, if you could only see, oh, Mrs. and Mr. America, if you could only see, no. Um, okay, I tend to ramble and side saddle a lot. I'm side saddling, but let me get back into it. So, the next um, part of the uh, Kevin Smith train is Fat Man on Batman, which is the show that really got me into podcasting before I saw it live. Um, Fat Man on Batman featured uh, Paul Dini uh, in the first episode, if I'm not mistaken, and that, from right there, I was excited about the platform. I was interested in the idea that that I could learn all these things. Because I've been a huge director commentary fan. I don't know if anybody out there likes director's commentary. But I'm a guy who will even listen to a podcast commentary. Put the movie in. Sync it up. If I'm the only person that does that. Then I guess all these podcast commentaries are for me. Because there's a lot of them. I like them. And I enjoy the idea of getting more insight on friends. You know, friends. How many of us have them? Yeah, anyway, sorry, I break off into old songs every now and then because that's the way my mind works. Um, so, it's, it's, it's cool the way Fat Man and Batman became what it is now, but it's not what it started off being. It started off, there was, there was a few episodes where Kevin Smith didn't have a guest and he was just relaying some review stuff, some commentary stuff, some different things. And I very much enjoyed that. But then he brought along Mark Bernardin, and I fell in love with Mark Bernardin's brain, that big old juicy brain of his. He is such a creative writer and such an insight into the storytelling world that I feel like if you're a writer or if you at all um, feel like you're being stifled in a way, you can just look to Mark Bernard, and this is a guy who's had a very, I would say, interesting career. I mean, he's um, worked for Entertainment Weekly. He's written for Playboy. I mean, the guy's done a lot. And then on top of that, he's written comic books, and, you know, he's now in the Stephen King universe. I'm, the guy's amazing. But Fat Man on Batman became a duo show. And that's what this show is about. This, this show is relaying the duo podcast. I'll get into some trio podcasts. You know, some How Did This Get Made. You know, that's, that's a good trio. Sometimes it's a quartet. Sometimes it's more. But um, that's for a later show. Um, the Fat Man on Batman show, like I said, it's much like Hollywood Babylon with Ralph being the star. Uh Fat Man on Batman, Mark Bernardin's a star. Mark Bernardin's the main attraction. Kevin Smith has kind of turned it into similar aspects of, you know, Hollywood Babylon. There's a lot more crowd interaction, which is 
is good, you know, but um, me being a person who doesn't interact well with individuals one-on-one, um, I-, I could just, I couldn't see myself, um, I guess, I, 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 I don't know what it's like to have that level of comfort in the idea that you can just bring things to an event and have people want your stuff. Here's a good example. Kevin Smith auctioned off jean shorts he used to wear when he was fatter, but since he went on a diet and lost weight, he contributed these jean shorts. He autographed them. Um, I think he even said he wrote a story or two about the item of clothing themselves and then proceeded to hand them over to the auction house and they auctioned it off to the highest bidder for the Wayne Foundation, which is to stop sexual trafficking. You know, it's a, it's a good cause but people paid money for this man's old clothes and i don't think i you know would know what to do with myself if i had that kind of power like that's that's amazing like that that those are true fans that are not only doing something good by donating to charity but they're getting something that they want in return which is a pair of his old shorts and I, I don't, I'm not demeaning that in any way. I just, it's, it's mind blowing to see, you know, how dedicated fans can be. And me being a dedicated fan myself, I'm not after some jorts, but it's, it's more just the, the following. That's really what it is because I followed Kevin Smith from. Fat Man on Batman into Hollywood Babylon and then turning right into Education, which is number three on the list. Education is so awesome because of Andy McElfresh. Andy McElfresh, one of the smartest men on the planet and also one of the funniest. Uh, his interaction with Kevin Smith every week is, it's really just. It's got to be like a stress builder and a stress reliever for Andy because you can hear his frustration and you can also hear his genuine laughs and the way they animate certain other podcasts. I would like to see certain aspects of that uh, animated in the uh, education uh, field because, man, they tell some crazy stories and Andy's got some cool ideas. So if you want to feel smarter, definitely listen to education because... I started off on a random episode. It was the Whistly episode, the Xenomorph episode. That one was my first episode because I just picked a random one. After that, went immediately to number one and all the way through. And that's pretty much what I do when I come across a podcast that I like that much. It's It can't be... It, I can't escape it because I don't want to escape it. I very much enjoy it. So... That being said, I'm moving on to the Weekly Planet with James and Mason. I I got to say, for these guys being Australian guys, they have such clarity in their, uh, I guess, enunciation and pronunciation, and they have such excellent grammar that they they're never noise or chatter every time i listen to them it's pleasant and i've listened to a lot of accents and not a lot of accents are pleasant uh 
And people even get confused with James's accent. People call him British a lot. Uh, Mr. Sunday Movie is what he's known as. But, um, he's, I mean, uh, anyway, it's... It's funny because I can understand them clear as day, but I've played them for other people and they're like, what is this? What are these guys saying? I feel like my hearing is very acute and very, um, very powerful, but it's, it's an ear that I guess I've trained over the years with various, um, you know, headphones and, um, different kinds of music and booty uh booty there's booty going right in my ears no books on tape uh books on tape for me are it's a drug like when i get a new book on tape ah oh, i need to listen to it all the way through if i fall asleep because i'm tired because i've been doing nothing all day then i will wake up and start it all over again because i need that story it's just the way i trained myself to be well with these guys their stories are so wild and outrageous that people animate the Weekly Planet podcast segments. And you'll you'll hear something from James, and he'll ask Meso what's going on, and they go off in tangents. There was one tangent about Spider-Man being uh, denied entrance into a theater, and how if Mason was Spider-Man, he would, you know... Just throw that guy right to the side, go in there and fight everybody in the theater, kick the retaining wall, like every it just look at that raw uh weekly planet, like look up the weekly waffle. Everything that that raw channel does, it's amazing. It's hilarious. Um yeah, it's awesome. Uh but like I said, the weekly planet, it's it's my current contender for my new favorite number one. I can't get enough of the weekly planet, and it's a little scary, but uh, it's it's so great to see how real and regular these people are. These people, these Australian people that are fucking amazing. Um, yeah, James Clement and uh, Nick Mason. James and Nick are just what the doctor ordered. There isn't a time, even if he's, even if James is telling me, telling me so to remind him. To take the bins out for the trash pickup, you know, it's like sometimes it becomes like that. And man, does that really fall on the right ears when it hits my ears. Like I, I like how real they are and how frustrated with the same things they are. They're right there in my age bracket, a couple years difference. I am a uh, a young man. I'm a young man. I'm I'm a young man. I'm trying to convince myself. This is not me repeating myself or stuttering. I'm just trying to convince myself. I'm a young man. Um, at the tender, ripe age of whatever age I'm at right now. And um, like I said, these guys are just a couple years older than me. But damn it, they're good. Every episode is good. And I, I didn't want to believe how good it was, it's like, they can't all be good, no, they're all fucking good, they're all fucking funny, you can hear these guys make each other laugh so much, that it seems real and genuine, you know, like, it's, it'll definitely brighten up your day, even if they're talking about a celebrity passing or whatever, it doesn't matter, they don't, 
um, they don't ever get down. You know, they're always up. And that's something that really is inspiring. Um, the last podcast I'm going to talk about right now. Well, it's it's Star Trek The Next Conversation with Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Now, the thing about this podcast is I really liked it. Liked being the um, the optimum word. Because I fell into a spot where I I couldn't... Well, they took a break. They took a break. A much-deserved break. Everybody's entitled to a break. But I had just been kind of, you know, completely infatuated with uh, the podcast. And during that break is when I realized how, or no, not how, but why I was listening to the episodes. It's because I'm, an, I'm interested in becoming a writer. Um... So I can say that um, I write more than just my name. You know, I, 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 I have stories. I, I have, I, I, I have stories. Um, got a little tenacious D there. I feel like, um, like the main reason I listen to them is they use a lot of industry lingo. They use a lot of uh, precise terms for. Uh, their uh, line of work and they even use outdated um, uh, ter- uh, explanations that would oh, okay they use their current tactics as comedy writers to explain plot holes and corrections throughout the episodes and it's fun but their re-listenability is gone for me and you know they they break up the show into segments and it's funny to hear them fumble their way through. I mean that's that's the best part is the fumbling their way through because that shows that they're real people taking the time to do this, not necessarily doing it right, but taking the time to do this um because they want to, you know, produce content that people are demanding. Um which you know, I mean I, it's my love of Star Trek now that keeps me going back because the friendship, the audio friendship that I was looking for uh, in these guys isn't... What is it, baby? I'm recording right now. Come here. That's my baby boy. Boy. Say hi, boy. Yeah, he does not care. He will do whatever he wants. But that's neither here nor there. He's a black cat in America. And he's my boy. B-O-I. Anyway. So, yeah. There's something about these guys that you'll love the podcast. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm recommending it for a reason. I still listen to it. And I still download it. I'm active in it. But after re-listening to all their episodes during their break, that factor has kind of gotten away from me now. You know, with other podcasts, they're kind of time capsules. This one is a literal time capsule because they're going by air dates and things like that. And that's awesome. But um, if you're a Star Trek fan, you'll love it. You'll love the podcast and you'll definitely love what they pick apart from it. But um, if you are like me and you're, uh, you were looking for audio friends, because 
isn't looking for an audio friend. That's one of the things about podcasts is that you are listening sometimes to a conversation. Right now I'm talking to you. I hope you don't feel like I'm just throwing up in your ears. But, um, uh, you know, what I feel like is a big part of this is you're looking for that conversation you want to be included in. You're looking for those friends you didn't know that you wanted and um, those conversations you would have never have had. You know, um, there was one time where they, uh, okay, here's a good example. Um, there was, it was during one of the live education shows, uh, Andy McElfrish was reading an email and, uh, I can't remember who sent the email at this moment cause, uh, I'm going off the cuff here, but, um, they compared education to overhearing uh, two people's conversation on a bus and at first I think you're offended but then you get sad when they get off the bus and they're gone um, which I feel like is very very true to life sometimes you'll be sitting right next to somebody and they're on the phone talking and it's one of the craziest stories you ever heard and then your phone rings and all of a sudden you realize oh my god like wait a minute I can't keep going paying attention to this other person that does not even know who I am uh, it's it's fun um, to be involved in that almost voyeuristic act in a, in a safe way by listening to a consensual podcast. By the way, this podcast is completely consensual. Um, that's the thing about listening in on a conversation. And that's what the Weekly Planet's done for me in the sense that I get you know, frustrated and bummed out, just like everyone. Uh, this is kind of a therapy for me. And by kind of, I mean it is, because I can't afford therapy. Uh, but expressing myself through this and just being able to talk to my one listener <sighs> makes me feel better, I guess. I guess. I'm trying to convince myself again, just like earlier. Here we go. Okay, so... That's the top five podcasts that are in my constant circling loop of podcasts. But right now, they all interchange for the number one. They're all interchangeable for the number one spot. But the one that's the strongest right now is the Weekly Planet. It's just fucking hilarious. And they review comic book movie news and they're shooting it right up your butthole. That's the slogan. It's in every episode. So don't think I'm being graphic or, you know, talking about things that are unconsensual because these guys clearly state it in the beginning of the show, shooting it right up the butthole. So, yeah, they're definitely worth checking out. Also, there's um, a show by one man. It's called The Adrian Lozano Show. Um, the guy who does it is kind of handsome. He's... Uh, you know, I mean, you can really hear his handsomeness over the uh, airwaves, I guess. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, this is what it is. And what it is, is the end of the list and the end of the show. I would like to thank you very much for listening and um, tell you that uh, my cat wishes you have a good day as well as I. So, try to do so. <laughs>